The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, it's like our first day back. Hey, uh, Jaylen. Like a fine-tuned machine. There you go. <laughs> I just said to Jayla and I, I have a great idea. Oh, boy. And uh, as a result of that, uh, uh, there was shock across the table. No, 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 like, no, no. Likely the correct reaction to that. Uh, over on our texting page uh, first, mm. agreed that Crocs are ugly, but they are so comfortable. Apparently they're really comfy. I might That's get a pair around the house. Uh, I used to wear them when I worked in a bakery. They were great, comfortable, and the dough, flour, uh, etc., dropped on the floor and never stuck to them. That from Allie. Well, it's good to know, Allie. Uh, and this, I like how one texter comes up with a hypothetical scenario and gets mad at you two for it. Yeah. Uh, LOL. And then, uh, ooh, boy, this uh, text from Red Deer. You guys shouldn't be making <laughs> fun of knockoff Crocs. You don't know their story. Maybe they really wanted to be Crocs, but they just couldn't pass the Croc test. Shame on you two. Oh, Jedville, you make us laugh <laughs> on a regular basis. Did you know? Boy, you didn't hear the good idea. Oh, what is it? Speaking of Crocs, have you seen the report? <laughs> to the city, uh, the transport uh, Edmonton oh. Transit uh, System Advisory Board has uh, tabled a report into urban gondolas. Remember, as, we've uh, talked about the gondolas. <laughs> yeah, the report outlines several benefits and limitations to gondolas, and uh, the idea is that urban gondolas—there's a name for it now—are suited to connect downtown and Old Strathcona with fast, reliable, and cost-effective transportation. They say it would be a viable option. <laughs> Here's the benefits. Why am I laughing? I'm sorry. Here's the benefits, according to the report. A high passenger capacity, because gondolas can accommodate 4,000 to 6,000 per hour per direction. That's wonderful. Remember, they can accommodate that. Mm. Don't know for sure that that many people would take it. Uh, Traffic alleviation, of course. Environmentally friendly, you betcha. And uh, fast construction time. A city yeah, project well, with fast construction in Edmonton? time. I'm not so sure about that. When we've rushed, it hasn't worked out. Mm. It takes under 12 months to uh, build mm. the gondola. We could have a gondola a year from now, but there's limitations. Uh, low maximum speed, a lack of route flexibility. Well, I would think so. Isn't it on a wire? Mm. <laughs> you can't just turn. Uh, can only operate when wind speeds are under 70 to 100 kilometers an hour. Well, that's good to know. And limited stops. Which is good because it's going over the river. Well, it's over. Yeah, it's in the air. You know what the other uh, limitation might be? What? Is that the system could cost anywhere between 20 to $60 million. 20 to $60 million. And I think they bucks. were looking at a private-public partnership for that. Remember, this was all a part of the Edmonton project that, uh, you know. And yeah, that's right. And that was, it's a nice idea. It, it It's it's a nice idea, mm-hmm. but... Shouldn't we get all the other stuff right first? Yeah, yeah, that's sort of how I feel about it, too. But maybe I'm just getting old and broke. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering, the study looked at three routes. White Avenue and Gateway to downtown, University to Fort Edmonton Valley Zoo, and University to Bonnie Dune Mall. Um, the research, though, only Sorry, recommended so, the first route. Yeah, White Avenue downtown. White Avenue and well, that Gateway makes to downtown. Yeah. I'm not sure we're going 4,000 to 6,000 going to the zoo on a regular, on a daily Flying basis. Flying gondolas. I can't see that going badly. <laughs> Trust me, I love the idea of this. I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful idea. Mm-hmm. I think it is one of those things that would just be. 
as I as I said to you, literally a pie in the sky. A pie in the sky. <laughs> as I said to you during the break, if Edmonton won the Lotto Max, yeah, and didn't have anywhere else to spend the sixty million dollars, sure, or if they found the thirty they lost, you know that it might be an an idea. I just again, I yeah, it seems a little pie in the sky. Pie in the sky. It seems unlikely to me. Well, but again. The thing is, you can build a lot of things. It, it's sort of, you know, and, we, and every one of them would make the city unique and, and where exciting. Park, and, where are you going to park? Uh, but, yeah. I it, guess it just, if you're living down there, along yeah. there, that's when you'd use it back and forth. But, you know, I'm going to drive in from the from the southwest end and park somewhere and then take the gondola downtown. So let me ask, because, drive downtown. because it's Dr. Ganstay and he'll be here in less than half an hour. Gondolas, Edmonton. What How do does that make you feel? <laughs> Let us 3630. <laughs> and I know there are some huge supporters of sure. this. Uh and you know, our Ryan Jesperson, I think Ryan Jesperson, Carrie Dolan, I forgot who I forget who else was on the um the uh mm-hmm. the, the panel that made they, they the selected final. this. They were the ones yeah. out of all of all of them. And it wasn't my favorite idea. Mm-hmm. I had uh um I there was other ones that I that I liked that could be done much easier or yeah. and for less money but i get that this was one of those if you could yeah. let's dream big if you could wave a wand you know yes if you could now, wiggle your nose and click your heels it was something that the city was already looking at because when they made that recommendation the city had said well that is actually something we're already looking at so it looked like two different parties uh, separate from one another had come up with the same idea um i i, I honestly i'll never step on it but that doesn't mean you shouldn't build it <laughs> I'm always just wary. Someone says, what about a zip line? <laughs> <laughs> That'll move a lot of people. Hey, I bet you that would be more popular, honestly, than than a gondola. It, I, I was going to say, I'm always more wary when you, you know, because I always think of bike lanes when I think of ideas like this, where you go, hey, what if everybody rode a bike? Like, mm-hmm. And we built bike lanes in a network, and you could get from any part, any corner of the city to downtown on bike lanes, and it could move 10,000 people. And you go... That's a great idea. And then you think, oh, wait a minute. Are 10,000 people interested in a bike lane? Because there has to be a demand, not just a supply for it to work, right? So when you say we can move four to 6,000 people per hour per direction on a gondola, but are there four to 6,000 people who are like, well, if there was a gondola, I would take it per hour. I would doubt it, honestly. From, from White Avenue to downtown? Hmm. So you think there would be a demand for that? I don't. No. I think it's... it's. Um, I would take it once. I think it's, you know, funicular-ish. Couldn't we just tell people we have a gondola? I mean, if it's all about bringing people... Couldn't we just say there's a gondola, and when then we get here, they'll go, yeah, it was windy today. Something... Couldn't we save... Or couldn't we maybe take the 20 to 60 million and, uh, I don't know, get the LRT working properly? Would that be... Again, yeah. Maybe get the sky. funicular is, working uh, in the winter? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just... <laughs> can we go back and revisit some of those... Other, it's like Christmas, right? It's it's Christmas, and the kids are giving you a wish list, and you're like, you don't play with the toys I got you last Christmas. Play with those toys. Uh, remember the Sears Christmas wish book, and you would mm. go through it all, and you'd circle everything. Or, or dog ear, is that what they call uh, it, the, the pages? Yeah. 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 Gosh, and I then you get the homemade Paddington bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with one ear missing. What? Thanks, Mom. <laughs> and clothes. Uh, oh, Crocs. Bormorta, I like the Talus Dome. That comes up as an example all the time. And Again, that's that's a, it's, it's a different program. It you is. Have to that's remember, the, that's part of the, the public art program. That's so right. The Edmonton Arts Council. Of all of right. 
the project costs go to that. Yeah. But that's one of the few ones. And again, public art, public art is, again, it's a controversial thing because everyone looks... Everyone That's has a right. different taste in art. I kind of like the the balls because they're they're something to I think joke about. I think it, well, no, I think it, I actually think it's really pretty. I, I yeah, really sure. I really like it. The ones I and I've said this before. The ones that I can't stand that creep me right out. Oh yeah, the shoe are the big boots at yeah. Southgate. It that reminds me of the Wicked Witch of the West or East, whatever it was, mm-hmm. Wizard of the Oz, when she gets crushed by the house at the end and her legs are just sticking yeah. out with the boots. That's what it reminds me of. I don't like it, but I know other people sure, who love course. that one. Uh, well, it's in the eye of the beholder. Right? Do you remember the float? Wasn't that 600000 for the float? Do you yeah. remember that? Which we, they couldn't It didn't uh, fit under properly. the wires. No, so they had to... They, they, they made a big, big, like, wooden roller skid for it and, right. and some guy wires and they had to have people... <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? Chris is on the line. He's for the gondola. Oh, Hi, good. Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, thanks for talking. Uh, let me have a talk. Um, I'm for the gondola. I think it'd be uh, a great uh, tourist uh, opportunity slash uh, a means of commu- uh, having commu- people commute from uh, the newer expanding uh, residential areas and condominiums from White- around White Avenue to downtown. And for people who want to visit from downtown, uh, all the people are going to be mm-hmm. living in Stantec and uh, uh, the uh, Legends Condominium, uh, the whole hotel one, and, every- and all the existing people living downtown who would want to commute over, uh, take a nice trip over, like a, a meal, uh, a go out to the pub, whatnot, on White Avenue. Because right now there's no, like, uh, really a quick direct line between on uh, the bus between the two. Yep. And this will be, co- as you said, constantly running, so you don't have to wait for the bus. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, tourists will be able to enjoy the great view of the valley and people who are uh, give that direct connection because uh, uh, from... Uh, White Avenue, for, uh, people going to the Stratford's Farmer's Market, yeah. uh, they include that one, they include 104th Street Farmer's Market downtown. Sure, uh, let me ask and, you a question, Chris, and uh, you know, you can be in favor of it, uh, and I, I, I'll fight for your right to say so. Uh, have you been on the funicular? Uh, many times. Okay. I actually enjoy it a lot. I've seen the example of funicular, I saw this uh, well, maybe it's road cerebral palsy or something like that in the middle of a uh, like a four-wheel walker. He could never get down the valley unless someone drove him. Uh, but he was able to go down with his family, happily bouncing down into the funicular, took it down, and was able to go experience the valley otherwise. So with that perspective, yeah. good. I know a lot of people um, who have... One more, one more, one more note. One sure. Note. Yeah. The other alternative is that expensive LRT line down. <laughs> they want to do with the third tier down from um, the... Um, down from Oliver, uh, from from Granite Station kind of area, mm-hmm. down to the university, down White Avenue, and that's going to be a lot more money. Mm-hmm. This this is a direct connection with a couple towers they built with roof and helicopter, like they built a big power uh, power line out by uh, by um, Shirt Park there. Um, they'll bring the big helicopters that drop the towers, run the cables, away you go. Do you know, uh, you just gave me a great Chris idea. Chris is kind of swaying me just a little bit. Uh, me, not so much. I'll tell you what, though, Chris, you did uh, sway me on this. I'm going to suggest to a counselor, if they want to sell the idea of a gondola to Edmonton, the benefits, I read the benefits just a moment ago, the first benefit should be, hey, it's not an LRT. <laughs> there you go. And, and again, uh, LRT may be traffic down White Avenue. It'd be a nightmare to put in down White Avenue, but this will give you a direct connection between downtown and the uh, east side of White Avenue without having to tear up White Avenue to put in an LRT. Line. And is it worth sixty million um, to you, Chris? I think it could be if uh, the combine the regular commuters plus, then you have an urban gondola that you could put on all the tourist brochures and everything like that. It would mm. get people out here <laughs> visiting. Chris, thanks for the call. Appreciate it.
Thanks. Have a good day. Yeah. Yeah, you too. You know what? Again, I, I like the idea of it. I think mm-hmm. it sounds pretty and, and uh, attractive and would be really neat to have. I can't get past the price tag mm-hmm. when I'm looking at everything else going on in the city. I'm just going to say it because I'm going to be gone all next week, so <laughs> this will die down by the time I'm back. I don't trust the city to build it. There, I said it. I don't trust the city to build it. For the price they said, in the time frame they said, or to have it operate properly. Again, I've lost I, I my trust. I said it was a private-public partnership, so we'd kind of hope that maybe yeah. the, the private side might... Hi, Jane. Hi, good afternoon. I just have one comment. I think the city needs to be a little more practical. How about you just fix the roads? You can't drive <laughs> anywhere in the city without hitting a pothole. It's under construction. You know, sometimes we need to look at the practical side of of life and this is practical please fix my roads my vehicle will fall apart if we don't do something they're talking about um on any self-driving cars you still need a road to, to drive a car or a vehicle like this is getting to be really serious if they don't know where the 38 million dollars went who signs off on these projects isn't there any accountability anywhere you know what, Jane? We've had that conversation many, many times on the show. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. But yeah, we've had that conversation and you just, you got to wonder. Mm-hmm. Tristan says the one thing about the gondola is the proven technology and White and Downtown are the most vibrant, vibrant parts of Edmonton. And if you want Edmonton to be a vibrant city, it might not be all that bad. Mm. And again, because we talk about these things like the bike lanes and we talk about the the skateway you know skating on the roads mm-hmm. and stuff like that and i know that there are a lot of people in this city that have really great big brain ideas and and want to push mm-hmm. the city to the next step and say that if you want to make the city a world class city you have to start looking at this and be different and take these chances i guess it is maybe look into doing something that is is out of our comfort zone mm-hmm. but again the, the track record recently yeah. has not been a great one. So right. It's brutal. And, and I know the city often steps up and says uh, a certain percentage of projects were all built on time, all built on budget. Mm-hmm. That's not the impression that uh, Edmontonians because have, though. Because guess what? Guess what ones we see? We see the ones that aren't built on yeah. time or on budget. Yeah. That's right. And, and some pretty important ones, like the LRT. <laughs> Hey, it's 2.52. Just had this uh, text come in or just a, a notice come in saying uh, the president and CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos, Len Rhodes, says they're currently on pace to shatter the CFL 2010, shatter the 2010 Grey Cup ticket record. He's going to be on with Morley and Dave on uh, the pregame show coming up. Nice. Well done. We're just trying to figure out who pays for the gondola. Because some people are saying, oh, there's no tax dollars, there's no city Well, like dollars. I said, they, they were talking about it being a... It'll cost $2.1 million a year to operate. Maintenance is minimal. So those costs would be for the city. Um, apparently, the, it's attracting international attention from investors and gondola companies. According to the Edmonton Journal from uh, yesterday, says the project leader, Jeffrey Hansen Carlson. Uh, apparently, they have 40 letters of support promised or delivered as well. Hmm. Yeah, and the talk was, I thought it would, they were saying that it wouldn't be. Interesting. Oh, hey, if not taxpayer dollars, go for it. Well, not so quick, <laughs> Jaylen and I. Ever. <laughs> not so quick, because it still has to be a partnership with the city, right? So mm-hmm. that means, for example, we don't want to have a working gondola, which, you know, like you say, if it were free, 
somewhere between free and the estimate, I'm 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 on board. But if it were it would not going to cost us anything, and you say it's free, okay, I'll take another look. Is it going to be parking? Do we have to bike to get to it? Does it work in the winter? I mean, lots of gondolas are at ski hills, so I assume it does, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is the wind different at that height than it is at ground level? Because it doesn't work in strong wind. So has anyone looked at that? Don't mean to be skeptical. Well, again, it's, it's this is very early on. Too, uh, of course. So. I, but we are going to, you know, we know you need parking, though, right? Like, everyone knows that? Well, I mean, par- if you're going to do it that way, but if you live in Old Strathcona, if you live downtown, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are living in those areas, going back and forth, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's 4,000 or 6,000. Just want to look but... at the whole picture. Well, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, before we have another one of these situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I uh, solved the mystery. Well, I didn't. Uh but uh, the mystery has been solved for me yeah, with these, uh, you know, this potential trade war that's going on between Canada and the United States. You know, the tariffs that were announced on steel and aluminum, and then uh, Trudeau stepped up and mm-hmm. announced uh, tariffs. And we were talking about the tariffs, and they were things like uh, gherkins, right? Like t- a tariff on gherkins. Well, yeah, there's a lot. I there's mean, a lot. You're, you've picked out the, 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 the minor pickle there. For a reason. Because it turns out that it's not as random a thing as you might think. If you go through the list of items that mm-hmm. Canada has put uh, tariffs on, and it and it adds up to about sixteen point sixteen sixteen point six billion dollars in countermeasures, um, things like gherkins they're there for a reason. There's items which are shipped or produced uh, almost solely or primarily in states mm-hmm. in which there are strong. Republican or high-profile Republicans. So, hey, listen, that's pretty smart, quite frankly. That's really smart. With midterm elections around mm-hmm. the corner, mm-hmm. they're targeting high-profile oh, sure Republican yeah. ridings, right? See or how that makes you feel. Call them. Yeah. <laughs> Although maybe it would have been better to, to go after closer races. I mean, we can't really interfere in an American election. They don't really like that. But it's interesting, though, because high-profile Republicans would be the ones who would have the president's ear to say, look, this is now affecting mm-hmm. my state. We need mm-hmm. to do something about it. So that's actually quite smart. I was listening to um, just quickly an interview with Christian Freeland last night uh, on the way home from work and you know, was asked was being asked some pretty pointed questions. You know, is this a trade word? What is your mm-hmm. reaction to it? And um, she was being she was being uh, quite careful in her wording at this oh, point. Really? Whereas you know, Trudeau came out uh, yesterday, and you know, doing it on the basis of security and and stuff like that. The you no, know, I that's, don't understand that's just, that. You know, Bit of a reach. that's a, a, a huge. Really, yeah. it sounds like a, a really uh, big reach, to be honest with you. But anyway, it was just uh, the carefulness, the words that she were, uh, the the way she was saying it was just very, very careful, hmm. very, very tentative. And Justin Trudeau was actually fairly firm when he spoke uh, yesterday afternoon. Interesting. Uh, Maybe the best text of the day, but there's still a couple hours to go. Uh, Maybe they should build an overhead bike lane across the river. Nice. It drips with sarcasm. Your 3 o'clock news up next after that Gans Ferentz with How Does That Make You Feel? The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.